you became as important as anyone, you know, and yes, with all those leads, everybody has their moments, but you kind of made a jump here that was really significant. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey. Three, two. No, it happened. Did it happen? Yeah, it happened. There's no more numbers. Nice hat. <laughs> nice, nice hat. Hey, um, hey. So, so this is an exciting episode for a multitude of reasons. For many, 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 many finger reasons. Many, many finger reasons. Many fingers and toe reasons is um, <laughs> one. I love it when you bring toes into the conversation. <laughs> the toes <laughs> know. I don't even want to know why. Um, one, <laughs> it's a finale, which mm-hmm. is always finales and premieres, you know, for us is like. Kill, 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 kill. We, we love it. We love it. Okay. Besides that, um, every, a lot of people know we, we, you know, we haven't been filming these on Wednesday or recording them on Wednesday because we're both in the middle of filming. So we do them like a couple of days before. This one is like two days before, whatever it is, is yeah. uh, or three days before. So by the time this airs, there'll be some pictures that dropped. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah. And here's what's funny about this, this little thing. Notice I have my hand up like this. Okay. Um, I've been left out in the cold on this one, huh? Look Me at and Caesar. <laughs> you we and Caesar both know. Me and Caesar. Why don't you show we them what got you're talking the about? Because I'm going to tell you, yeah, and I'm going to tell you the, where I win, but go ahead, show them what you're talking about. Show them what's up. Okay, peeps, you ready? Wow. What he's doing right now is showing that. Okay, I'm going to talk so the camera's on me, but check it out. Check out this hoodie, Sam Fam. Look at that. Oh, my God, it's soft. I don't know. Me and Caesar, baby. (laughs) Rossi, we're like this now. I'm home. You guys have bypassed me. Like literally bypass me, um, which is fine in a way because one, I would never wear a hoodie with a blue with this color. Under it. <laughs> yeah, no. What is that? Oh, well, I did that wrong. I did that for you. I knew you'd mention it. Kind of the sun's colors. Kind of blue and kind of blue and black and white. Like blue and black. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, but it's not. But you have style. I know you. Style. You would nice. have white. Maybe black. That's it. How about a light like gray? No, no. How about a yellow? Like that? <laughs> no, no, I mean, that would be cool if it was a matching gold, because that's yeah, kind of a gold. Yeah, a gold, yeah. So at this present moment, when this episode airs, there'll so be So excited for our new merch, Ross. Five pieces, oh five pieces, standard printed. We designed these all. So let me, let's explain this quick because this is exciting Please. for anybody that's listening. We do very few merch drops. We've done what, two? We've done two. Okay. This why will be this, our third. And why this is exciting is it's a lot, meaning that we kind of tried to fulfill and answer what everyone has asked for over the, over the time of these merch. Always hard to do for us. We're so busy, always hard. 
But thank God we have this pretty amazing team of Caesar and Justin and me and you and Josh and and Carolyn yeah, and man. everybody who kind of gets and gets right in and we and we do our thing. So standard print, we were able to get this. It's basically two designs, but one of them has a bonus. Uh, the first design is that incredible, like uh, it's like that. Uh, plague mask reaper kind of with the f- the f- crow feathers design. it's unbelievable it was so concoctedly caesar. so beautiful and different caesar. that i had to ask caesar what's going on it's amazing and he said it's for your own imagination but here's what it is and it's beautiful right Theo? i mean yeah so we have that available on the female tea and then the male tea like the, the both two different styles that you know is good for everyone and then where we get into my realm which i'm freezing because i don't have one is uh we have the hoodie that you're currently wearing and then that that's also available in the crew neck and all it says is sam which is a playoff son which is the one jacks used to wear all the time there it is there it is see sam check that out I love it. Same lettering, same everything. And then it's so comfortable. I'm never going to take it off as usual. Oof. Yeah. And then what we did is we, I was able to get this in. It was recommended by Candace. It was recommended by a bunch of other people and I pushed for it. And it's kind of a surprise for her, but it's a surprise for everyone. Uh, mainly for me, if I could ever get them is um, we did the pants that match that hoodie and that crew. Neck you got to be joking me. Yeah. And it says combo. And- it's a combo. It's a sweatsuit. It's a tracksuit. Boy, up and, in Canada, uh, we love those combos. I'll tell you, it's freezing up there eight months of the year. That's my uniform is the combo. I wear it every day. <laughs> um, and obviously not today because you've taken the only sweatshirt that yeah. exists, apparently. Yeah. Um, so that's that's exciting. So right now, as this episode airs, you can go. It's only going to be available for, I believe, if I'm correct, six or seven days he i pressed him for seven days i think it's gonna be seven days if you count the way the days roll out but it's kind of more like six and then they will not exist anymore because i know a lot of people ask after that but it's seven days and then they're gone um that's the max he'll give us it's the longest we've ever had um so do what you got to do uh, I'm I'm gonna go online and try to buy one right after this. Um, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work for you. And I work. and I know I know you echo this deal, but we we are so appreciative to the people who you know maybe they 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 can't afford to oh, buy a t-shirt yeah. or a hoodie, right? But if you can, and you know the quality of the stuff that Caesar's making, we're just so fortunate that this show continues to kind of explode and. We love we love seeing each other every week, and Caesar's come on board to make this incredible merch, and we're just so fortunate to be able to offer it to anyone out there who who can afford it and want wants it because it's it's like no other. This stuff is just so comfortable, and we we love you all. Yeah, and 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 you know, shout out to Caesar. I mean, he is our designer. He designs everything. I mean, he's correct. Me and him, him and I are involved in multiple projects together. You know, um, and he just. He's just truly one of the best artists and one of the best designers. And, um, and, and I really quality. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so that's that. Um, and then next week, Oh no episode. Yeah. Next week's episode, not this week. This week is the finale, the revelator. Correct. Next week's episode is we're going to finish off season two. I believe it's episode five. Could am I right? The smite or something? We're, like we're that? gonna we're gonna B 
begin to finish off season two with begin episode to... five. Yep. And, and we have a guest. We do. Can I? Am I allowed? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So someone's <laughs> someone's coming on. And and every time I hear his voice and every time we say his name on the show, I swear to God. I Lift off. We have lift off. We have lift we off. We have lift off. And David, if you know what that means, we have lift off. We're going to have one of the most unique, beautiful uh, entities on this planet. planet Earth. On this planet, there's nothing like him. I don't think anywhere in the cosmos there is uh he is truly one of a kind and um we get happy on the show. We get we get we get DL Labrava, we get we get happy on the show and he's so excited and you know during this time of what we're all going through and it's slowly getting better hopefully before we can feel much more pain in this whole covid thing it's getting better hopefully and here we go with vaccines and blah 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 David is uh He's in it with his life, like we all are. And I know Rossi's as close to him as I am. And he he's coming on. And uh, get ready. It's going to be like no other. That's next week. Next week. It, re- it really is. And I'm so interested to Kenny, because we've talked so much about it, but we've never talked about it in this setting. And like just to hear, because he was there from the beginning. beginning before day one. Beginning, before anyone. He yeah. was there before day zero. He was yeah. like in this show and a part of it before anyone knew anything about it. And also just to really get into the journey of his life that's gone from the 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 beginning of this to where it is. And like, you know, he's involved in that show, the Mayans, and he's involved like he's he's just got such a I know he wrote the book and uh, you know so I love I I love him. We we speak as much as we can, and I'm I'm really excited to bring him into the to the Sam fam and and us all to because uh, this is just a different atmosphere for people when they come on with us. It's great. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, right. and then uh, and 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 now we're getting into the finale, and I got to tell you something. Oh. Um, the preview ends on your face, and. Uh, this is a giant TIG episode. I want to ask you a question before we start the sure. episode. Is it at this point where, I mean, TIG jumped up to like main character status here. It felt like right about here was when you kind of took that jump. Like, you know, I did it in season four. Like we say, certain people did it in other times. You became as important as, as, as anyone, you know, and yes, with all those leads, everybody has their moments, but you kind of made a jump here that was really significant, right. In this whole thing. And this is such an incredible episode. How did it feel when this was all being played out and this is all coming down the pipe to you? I'm just curious. It It felt, it felt terrific. And I, I think it all began when Clay and Tig were, I mean, it began a little bit before, but when, when Clay and Tig shut that door to the chapel and they looked at each other in, in, in the beginning of either the end of 11 or the beginning of 12, and now we're going to talk about 13, when that door gets shut and, and Tig says, we, we got to do this, Opie, Opie's, he's turned, he's turned. We got it. Those close-ups that Stephen K. shot on me and Perlman, remember we talked about that whole show, you and a couple, yep. we all had these incredible close-ups, like, right in your eyes. I knew then that Tig was going to go down a very a big path with, with the Katie's and the Ron's and 
and Charlie, obviously, and, and the rest of you guys. I, I, I was grateful to have that stuff. And yeah, this episode 13 is, uh, I can't wait to get into it because I'll tell the kids some stuff. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I mean, just as a fan. So, I mean, we, we go right in, we start him with the song and writing. And when you know, when that happens, when we start with music and writing, here, here. it usually means it's going to be a deep one. <laughs> it means stuff. Rossi, and on. you remember those days? I mean, it's on Charlie highway two, two, one North. I mean, the bikes, the, the super glides, the diners that we rode, and they really focused in on the bike, on the machinery, yeah. on the sound. And I and I I loved when we were able to do that because you and I've always said that some of the best days were the were the bike riding days when we got to just ride those bikes. It was it was unreal. Yeah, it's reminiscent of Easy Rider. You know, it just brings you back to yeah, the moment. You know, I always think, and I'll I'll show my age here. I remember, you know, there was nobody cooler than uh, when Henry Winkler came running in on Fonz <laughs> and had the bike. You know, I mean, I yeah, mean, think man. about that. Like you know, <laughs> he would, he would literally pull up. I was a little kid and like, you'd watch the show and he'd come in on his little motorcycle, whatever it was. Cool. And you're like, this is the coolest dude. And I also grew up in that age of like evil Knievel and like people oh, yeah. on bikes. Oh was yeah. Like, that was as cool as it gets. Cool as it gets. So, so to see that opening, I love that opening stuff. Um, it's just such a, you know, again, the steel horses, right? It's the, another version of the cowboy. So we go to Opie's house. Um, all the helpers are there. Mary's got the tears. Um, man, I just, I, just, I just loved how they're on little kids' chairs. I mean, I, you, you're literally right, we're, again. We're sharing the brain. I wrote like the children's table set. The like, choice of that is so beautiful. It's I, I might even tear up here. Me I mean, too. to think that and Sutter. We got to give a shout out to Kurt. He directed this episode. I did. Yeah. He directed all the finales. He directed yeah. this one. And to come up with that idea again of kids' chairs, little playset, not a lot of money. Let's do the scene right there. Let's just sit on the you got me. You 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 got yeah, me. Yeah, and 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 Ryan again, I, I have to give him so many shout-outs, and I probably will until he's he's until, just so brilliant, I can't even cope. I can't cope yeah, with yeah, the simplicity I, and the beautiful layered easiness of his acting that's it i mean you have to understand as an actor you know i'm reading a, i'm finishing up a book on my you know i always tell you one of my favorite actors ever obviously besides you john cazal um i love it when I, you talk about him theo i fucking finishing, love it man. yeah i'm finishing a book on him right now that is you know incredible if nobody knows who he is and not uh, a lot of people do because he died young he was an actor who did five films in his entire career and all five were nominated for Best Picture, just Think to show you. I get the chills from the yeah. deer hunter on. I can't. I can't. Yeah, so My leg. His, yeah, it's uh, The Conversation, Godfather 1 and 2, Deer Hunter, and uh, Dog Day Afternoon. He but plays Fredo in The Godfathers. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's a book. And in the book, what it consistently goes to and why it's such a beautiful book is uh, it's only focused on his acting style. And they talk a lot about his patience as an actor because the hardest thing as an actor, and you know this, is to be simple, is to do yeah. nothing, is to just yeah. be in the moment. Just Ryan the moment. has a beautiful way of not doing too much. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He'll stare at one thing an entire scene. Like yeah. that is unbelievable to not even look at someone sometimes. Yeah. So 
I just thought the table setting to show these are kids that grew up from kids. They grew up together from maybe that age. And here they are now in one of the most significant moments of his life as he's watching his kids. There's layers to this shit, man. Well, not only layers. I mean, I don't know about you, but I had to rewatch 12 to get me into this finale just to remind myself of the pain of the Donna mistake and where we were going with the stall bullshit and the answer and the, anyway, I had to rewatch it because it really propelled me into this. So keep going. Here we go. Yeah, Clay, so and Gemma. Clay and Gemma, Clay knows he fucked up. And when Gemma says, was that our mistake? Um, great, great that you pointed that out. I mean, look, Clay's breaking down. There's just some things you can't hide from the queen. He couldn't hide that from the queen, nor did he have a chance to hide it because Gemma sees through all that stuff, certainly with her man and certainly with Jax. And there they are. And it's so Lady Macbeth at the Mm -hmm. end of the scene where Gemma says, go out there and be the man that they need you to be. Can you imagine what Clay had just ordered? I did. The, the repercussions on the club will be forever now. Uh, heavy, heavy scene. Beautifully acted by both of them. Yeah, and I just wrote at the end of it, secret, secret, secret. Oh, here we dude. go. Yeah, man. Secret, secret, secrets. And that's always the, it's the problem. It's the They're going to come back and bite you every single time. Yeah, they say if the devil comes into your life, go meet him head on. Because if you don't, <laughs> things fester, right? And you start to make it worse and the things get worse. And like, you know, these are just those things that keep getting put under the rug and put under the rug. So this is a great little scene with Hale and Unser. Um, Dean is great on holding on to that anger. Um, Hale really wants to help, right? So there's these moments when as a viewer, you go, man, this guy just he's just trying to do the right thing, right? Like maybe he's not such a dick. Like you start to think like this guy really just exactly. wants to help. Exactly. I, I I got, you know, they're both speaking such huge truths, huge truths. Unser wants to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Hale saw this happening, wants to help. And he's that young cop. He's got the, he's got the bit in his mouth like a horse. And he's not letting go of it. And they're both between a rock and a hard place. Both. Yeah. And it's again, Dayton, again, you're holding, you're watching these acting clinics, every scene. I mean, he's holding and he's frustrated and he's too I'm deep. Fucking in. good. Are the actors in this show? Rossi. It's fucking great. Come on. It's just great, man. I mean, it's so and hard. Then, I, and then, I don't watch anything anymore. Like you. I never did watch anything unless you're in no. it. I, but I, I go and he goes, answer goes, maybe we let the outlaws serve up their own justice. And I, and, I, and I loved when he said that because you see, again, Sutter entered the camera on the reaction more than the line. Mm-hmm. And it was Hale's reaction. It just stopped him in his tracks. And he's just so listening. Taylor Sheridan, just so listening in that line. Beautiful. So Jax gets to the house. Um, Wendy's there. He calls her sweetheart. And you can see that that hits her, right? Like he calls yeah. her that. Like he's- good, good pick up. Yeah, and just the way she took it in, the way she absorbed that, um, I forgot because I didn't go back and watch 12. I had to kind of stop for a second. They hooked up the night before, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Um, 
Okay. So that love. It was triangle. after the death of Donna. They, they just needed one another. He needed somebody, you know, uh, Tara's at home. Jackson back Got with it. Randy. Got that, it. You know, I'm smashing my head into the mirror. Everyone's oh, feeling yes. whatever they feel at the end of Donna. Right. Everyone had a nice little montage. Okay. So, so she, she really wants back in. Right. And yeah. he seems on the fence. He doesn't seem as steadfast as he used to be. I, I sort of put it down as taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of on the fence is good, but one step at a time. And did you notice, bro, how when Jax walks in, the baby's crying and Wendy's not picking Abel up? Like she can't. She says she's, she's just, been trying for hours. Yeah. And just can't do it anymore. Burning her out. And Jax goes right over like, well, you and I are dads. I mean, yeah. I, used to, I used to say, oh, yeah, I, I could do that. I, I had a lot of help with the car. I'd strap yeah. Kyla in the back of a car seat and drive around my goddamn area until she stopped crying. I would just walk and walk. I always <laughs> fell asleep when I was holding them. Like I would literally hold them and like, cause it would be the yeah. middle of the night and you're just trying yeah, not to it. fall asleep. And the second I would put my ass on the rocker and start crying again. And I was like, how does he know I'm sitting down? How does he know? How does he even know that when he's sitting down? Is my heart rate going down? Yeah, like I'm literally, is he feeling my hips bend? (laughs) How does he know? Um, But yeah, we've been there. So uh, at the table, um, here's my question at the table. We get to the table. We're all there. Piney seems like he knows something's up right away. Or is it just his anger playing? Like he's he's super angry. I think he's just super, super angry. Um, he finds out later. Correct, but at this moment, I don't think he blames or thinks or because he kind of hates Clay. He hates he, Clay. He's hating a lot of things. He hates the world, and I, and I actually hates the world. And I wrote down, you know what, Theo? I've actually blocked out that scene in Kim mm-hmm. Coates' mind. I forgot that we filmed it, and I and the only thing I can say is there must have been such a hole in Tig's heart. That I that scene is it doesn't enter my consciousness at all. And that's the first, you know, big ass scene after the night before of losing Don. Like I, I think I was playing all that. Yeah, and Piney and Clay were sensational in here. Mm-hmm. They have they they have it at each other's throats, man. They're they're the original guys. They Piney's had it. And now it's well, the unraveling has begun for Tig. Good I mean, way to as put a it. viewer, the unraveling has begun with the mirror, like you just said. But the unraveling has begun of him not being able to shoot Opie. And I think what's the brilliance of watching any character is when they don't think who they th- who they thought they were. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense, like total Tig, sense. Tig was convinced he was this kind of person, but he's starting to go. Maybe I'm not that kind of person. Bullet, bullet, now it's like, who the fuck am I? Always, and now it's really. Who am I? Who am I? Amazing. What an amazing so glad thing you brought to that play. Up. Who it's the so fuck amazing. am I? So I think that at what I start to see now when I'm watching Tig and why he always became my favorite character is I love, you know, I've talked about this a thousand times. I love unpredictable characters, but I also love characters that are they good? Are they bad? Are they like, what are they? Good point. You know what I mean? And and he is starting to show heart. And that's, it's only season one. Yeah. Like you would think this guy is a stone cold killer assassin for, and now he's he's starting to show heart now at this most critical time. 
That's amazing. So Piney will get back to with his anger because he is angry. Um, (laughs) Jax goes to the hospital to meet Tara. Um, So she's freaking out over this cone thing. She has been, this is, this is torn her, her, her cerebrum apart. Her cerebellum is a mess. Can we add to that and just say for all the peeps out there, think about this. Tara was in a bedroom being molested by a stalker mm-hmm. who at the end of the at the end of the night her boyfriend on a bike comes riding up and blows him away. Yeah. She saw it. She Trump. felt it. She's a doctor. She's a doctor. She's a doctor. This show moves so like that. Oh, wow, that did a really weird, beautiful lighting thing on my face when I did that. Hey, Rossi, <laughs> I mean, my, with my new lighting and shit, it's kind of weird. Anyway, buddy, that that's we have to keep reminding that one of the greatnesses about the show is Sutter never stops to go, oh, are you people realizing that Tara's feeling this? Or-? No, 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 no. He just keeps going. And if you're if you're if you're in it, like our billions of viewers are. They never forget it. And Tara, this is one of her moments. I just go, the the trauma from that must be just, and then, and I'll let you go here because you're going to say some beautiful stuff. It switches to Jax. It just, she takes the baton and then it switches on a dime to Jax and his feelings for her and the stuff yeah. that he says. It's phenomenal. So Yeah, and I wrote, I wrote, it's such a great scene for Charlie. I mean, he's really starting to come into his own at the end of this season. Totally finding, agree. Finding this character and finding all the little light posts that, you know, help you really find the way of a character. Because, you know, they really are like crumbs throughout, especially on a TV show. You got to start building into them. But when he says that stuff to her, um, I believed every word of it, you know, every word, hundreds, hundreds of women, you know, thousands. I don't even, I I couldn't even keep up, but it's, it's you. Like when you, when you get that kind of dialogue and you get to really lay that on and do it in a certain way, it's, it's either going to go really right or it's going to go really fucking wrong. Right. If you don't, if, if you don't believe it and, um, and he did such a magnificent job. So she's in this vulnerable state. He's in this vulnerable state and you're watching two people, two entities who are both significant trauma throughout their life, having this conversation. And, um, and that's it, man. Boy, that's, that's what it's all And Kurt Sutter knew at that moment, in the writing, he needed a level of that kind of scene to really keep the dock around. Yeah. It needed to be that. Yeah. And Charlie hit it so far out of the park from just pure honesty. And yet you see him unraveling inside as to trying to figure out who he is, but he can't do it without her. Um, and yet he's still saying goodbye. See you later. Have a good time in Chicago. Like, oh God. And here's why those, as I call them, those landmines, or if anybody's yeah. ever played, if anybody's ever played the game Halo, you wouldn't know about it. Like the no, I have, I have them on my glasses. Plasma, lot, yeah, plasma grenades. If you ever, if you ever, they're cool. It's this thing in a video game where you throw it, it sticks to the guy, and then like it. Explodes okay, you thank whatever, you. No clue. But yeah, it's in the future. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, they have a show coming up on it. So. But why I love that is if you don't have that scene, 
And remember that this is season one, episode 13. The stuff that happens in five, six, all that doesn't really work because you got to remember this, this love that they had, this passion, this this high school sweetheart, like, and then it makes everything that happens later even harder and more hurtful. You know, so so this stuff's getting laid. This foundation is getting laid early, yep. early, early. I love that. Love it. Um, okay. So Gemma's at Jax's house, packing up. She finds the burnt journal. Um, so, and just before we get to the burnt journal, I got to yeah. say, and I don't know why, Theo, but I have, a, I have a bad feeling about Wendy. It's just a feeling. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to throw the spaghetti against the fridge. Sure. I don't, I don't remember, but there's something, something, I don't know. I just don't, I didn't feel good about Wendy in that scene. Not her acting because she's brilliant. Just the character. Something's off. When she anyway. left? Well, oh, when she asked to go get something. She I don't know. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, I got to go. I think go. she's going gotta, to get dope. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I'm just saying that it just, it had a bad feeling. Okay. So then Does we should go get dope. No, mm-hmm. not yet. That's no. Okay. I, so, so here's the first thing I had to remember was she finds the burnt journal. Yeah. Obviously Gemma has never read the journal, knows nothing of its content. I just wrote to you. I'm writing to you. You're my brother. You're my brother yeah. in arms. Is this the first time she's seen the manuscript? Is it? I don't know. Who cares? Shouldn't we know this? Who cares? Who fucking cares? Because I do know who knows. The millions of people who listen to us right now. They know. I think this is the first fucking time. All right. Who cares? Anyway, keep going. This is good, man. I love this show. The audio people can't comment. That's where we have, we have, we have. All those, yeah. You know what? The, the 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 we are on YouTube as well. People do get to see our faces. So mm. the YouTube people comment. All our other audio people do it on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, I think I, I I have to assume. Let's just assume what is right. I think, which is, um, she has never seen it. Right. She's this is the first one. It. How about that? This is the first time. Yeah. So let's that's go with she's that. Sitting there reading it later. So here we go. The lawyer shows up. Um, my juice hawk was on point. I had to, you know, that's when I started cutting it myself. So I could tell I saw it from <laughs> you behind. did too. You yeah. love doing it yourself, man. I Finally. Did. And I saw it from behind and it's very real. I, I realized that was my one positive of looking at it. This episode, I was like, Oh, I got it right at the orbital bone. I had it. Perfect. Um, you know what I noticed there? You probably didn't notice, but I'm, you know, who knows what planet I'm from. You had an ADR line in there. Oh, did I? Yeah. Which one? You said something when the lawyer showed up. I think it's Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I could always tell ADR lines. Oh, yeah. Um, I could just tell, right? What so, did I say? Some like, uh, some about him asking for the retainer or something or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But what's funny is tell people, just so they know what an ADR line is. It's not so, a script. Tell them. So an ADR line or looping, we call it looping, is when we finish the scene, we finish the movie, we finish the hour-long show, and they're putting it together. Sometimes people overlap one another and they want to use a certain take, but I'm talking over top of their take. So we have to redo their voice, like I'm sitting here right now talking, 
and we have a screen in front of us in the ADR room and they'll replay what they're keeping in the movie and we have to redo our voice. It's simply redoing our voice or sometimes an airplane will fly over and the take was so good, they want to use it, but the airplane fucked up the whole tape. So the actor or actors have to redo their voice. It's called ADR. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. And then sometime there's a wild line like you had in this, which isn't in the script, Correct. which isn't, it's not written. You never did it on the day. And they'll say, Hey, we have an add on here. It's an additional line that will help explain the scene better or something. It's not on your face, obviously. And you can just say it. Yeah. However you want. And you'll, and, and the audience will hear it. So sometimes when you hear lines in movies and TV that the camera's not on the guy's face, a lot of times he never said that when they were acting. It was added on later. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I've always find that interesting because I'm like, you know, and it's always some throwaway thing like, hey, hey close the door. You know, it's like <laughs> something like that. You know, so. <laughs> or, or, you know, we're seeing our lawyer for the first time in five episodes. You go, hey, Rosen, good to see you again. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there people. he is. There, there he is. is. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, I love the scenes in the garage. Um, Juice obviously has a problem with killing, it seems, at this point. He's oh, I don't a little think, bit of I don't a, think Juice could ever kill even an ant. That's it. Well, comes to find out. I comes to find out he killed a lot of people, uh, I, later on. That's but down he, the line. Yeah. It seems, uh that he definitely does this is the beginning i would assume at this point which is so funny and it's so sad what he became is that he's never killed anyone and when he asks is he talking about killing him that comes up juice says that like multiple times in in the beginning um and then you say a line crazy old coot (laughs) who says coot uh kurt sutter did in this episode right but you've kim Kim Coates has never used that term in his in his life but i have a okay. feeling a crazy old coot is like a southern thing you know it's a uh i don't know it's moonshine it's probably coot. problematic or something probably, i don't know but it, it probably yeah. is but whatever so you come in and you do that um so sack is really good in this scene with piney uh do you know the scene i do in about? fact in fact i gotta just point out again we need to point out some of the dialogue that we did say back in 2008. And when, when Housak walks in to that bar to, to, to find Piney. Not yet. Goes, we're not there yet. Okay. Yet. Sorry. Go ahead. We're not there yet. Oh, you know what? We can go there because the only thing we're going to do is cut to the field, but yes, the, 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 the go on that because that is one of my favorite. Let's, let's go there because things really start to cook and crackle. And speaking of yeah. crackle, when, yeah. when, 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 Pine, when Piney is in there. Well, Piney's a racist. Piney's a racist. 1,000%. And he's proud of it. And that's, that's his deal. Yeah. And he's sticking to it. When, when Halfsack walks in and goes, sister. And then the sister goes, cracker. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I just, it, it's, it's so beautifully. Um, those fucking, I, and I hate all the racist shit out there. I yeah. can't stand it. I can't can't cope anymore with any of it. It's, it's got to be, but, but this was trying to be, you know, funny. And, and I, 
I appreciated the humor because they were both the actors were so good in doing it. Yeah, and I think that regardless of the of the words and everything that were in there, which you know were horrific, it's that watching the two actors, Piney and Sack, um, William William Luckin and and Johnny. What a, it's always great when you put like you know Martin Lewis or whatever you know you're gonna say like two people that are complete polar opposites right, yeah, on the opposite sides. Yeah. And uh, Johnny was. I mean, there's the line when he says, um, and he says, you got to work on your stealth skills. And he goes, <laughs> and he says something along the lines of like, uh, you I know, saw you back at one point, I thought you were going to wave, say hello to me. And he goes, I actually I, did. I, actually did. <laughs> I, I actually did. I didn't know if you were getting off the exit or not. Yeah, I, I, I kind of did. Bro. Come on. It's beautiful. It's so funny and he played it so beautifully. And it's such a shame because, you know, uh, it just, he played it so well. And Piney again is late. Can I just fucking state the perfect casting of William Luckin and Ryan Hurst as father and son? I don't know how they did it to this day. They're both huge redwoods in Northern California. If you fell down, you would definitely hear them in the forest. And they're a father and son duo like no other. That's got to be Wendy Wendy O'Brien. Wendy O'Brien. Shout out. That is the greatest casting father and son. They literally look like each other. They act the same. Their acting styles the same. They it's it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And Mary, the mom, throw Mary in there. What a family. Dysfunctional as hell. But what a family. They should fucking make a series about that called the Winston. Right um, okay. So we cut the scene across from the studio. You know why I say that? Because that field where we meet with uh, our guy, Glenn. Yeah. Clark, you were there on right there, Clay's the there, right, right yeah. close to us. Power lines everywhere. Close right. to Burbank airport. Planes were landing. Talk about ADR. We had to redo scenes yeah. over and over. Plane coming, incoming. I despise, I despise those scenes because when I go on lookout, I'm not even in the frame and I'm there all day. I'm not even in the shot, but we need you all day. Get your, get uh, your tattoos on your head, son. Your fucking legs are killing you. My, you know, <laughs> it's just like, can I sit down? Can he sit no. when he's on lookout? No, you can't sit down. So uh, here's what's funny. Um, in this episode, all the good guest stars, we had everybody, right? Everybody was here. The lawyers there, Glenn, uh, Glenn Plummer, our guy, ER. Just saw, yeah. Yeah. ER was in there. Who's, uh, yeah. who's, um, uh, what's his, to- uh, Tory's right hand man. Yeah. Uh, Tory, obviously, which we ER Ruiz. ER Ruiz. Ruiz. Beautiful. Ruiz. Uh, he's Ruiz. He plays Gil. God, I love him. So great. Fucking amazing. And he's just, not just an amazing actor, he's an amazing person. So we had all the Correct. best guest stars in these finales and these premieres, which is we why did. I love them. Brilliant, um, all of them. Okay, everyone shows up at the bar, and it's uh, it's quite a kerfuffle, I will say, at this bar. Okay, I'm going to turn it over. Here we go. I mean, I I just go, is, well, we'll get into it, but is Tori Kittles just like the coolest dude on the you planet? You know my story with Tori. I know. Tell it again. People want to hear First it. time ever. First big acting job in my life, me and him. I would have never given it to you, but someone did. So good for that. Somebody did. I literally had zero dollars. I was backpacking around. God, I love these stories, man. 
right? Literally backpacking around Europe. I had, I, when I tell you I had no money, like I was in Europe, I think I was in Prague or something. And I was like, how am I going to get home? You had no money. No, zero. Money? Like literally zero. I think I had a total of $27 in a Washington mutual account and like <laughs> and, and a, whammo, a whammo account. And, you know, I've never been given any money. Like, I don't know how that acts. Neither have but, I. You know, we were, so we were I on that like, side of the fence. Yeah. And I was acting and I was doing little things here and there. It was early 2000. I had just started acting and uh, I made the big mistake of I got I got on this show, Boston Public, as a co-star. And I thought, like, it was Road to Riches. And, uh, and the storyline got canceled for one reason or another. But that's a whole different story. So I quit my restaurant job and all that. And, uh, and I remember being in Europe and I got a call that I got this movie for ESPN called Code Breakers. And uh, no, no, wrong movie. I got a movie called Confessions of a Campus Bookie for FX. That's that weird. It was for fucking FX. Wow. And, and it, was, it was when they used to do movies of the week. Sure. And it was based on the true story of this basketball player from Arizona State, Steve Headache Smith, who was shaving points. He was shaving points for the better. Thought he'd get away with it. Yeah. And Tori was one of the stars, along with uh, my buddy Zach Levi and Jennifer Morrison and sure. uh, and Dave Crumholtz and all these people. And uh, we had a great cast. And uh, uh, what's his name was in it, who played Mo Green, um, you know, The Godfather. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Keep going. Whatever. And a bunch of other people. And it was great money, like great money. And I got the call while I was there. And I went back and filmed that for a couple of weeks. And Tori is, he was the fucking guy, man. And this is in 2000 or whatever it is. And cut to nine years later. So 2008. Eight years later, you're working with your boy, Tori. He's working with his boy, Theo. And he's amazing. He's an amazing actor. He's just, we were so fortunate. These guest stars, man, who turned into like bigger than guest stars who, you know, were just. You see the way he played that scene? Yeah, no. At the table? I, 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 I can't even, seriously, at the end of that scene, when Tori tells both Piney and Halfsack, and and jacks who come in yeah. there if he goes if you think for one second if i had anything to do with that i'd be sitting here talking to you you're fucking nuts get out of this bar like just mm-hmm. go go away and piney just keeps trying to chirp and charlie finally goes shut up or i'm gonna kill you myself Amazing. hysterical hysterical i don't know man but that truth about not killing donna Guess who heard it? Halfsack, Jax, and Piney. They heard it and they believed it because you're an idiot if you don't. That's what they're leaving that bar with. Keep going. And that and that's the turning point. So when Jack, you see it, Jax's eyes and Piney's you eyes, see it. but more than Jax's, Jax goes, holy shit. Everything that I thought or potentially imagined is happening. And he flips a switch, right? <sighs> So that leads us to this Oswald scene. Um, you got to tell me all about this. I will with Patrick. I, rem- I was there. I remember that day. You were there with me the whole day. Patrick St. Esprit plays Oswald. I mean, brilliant actor again. And I, it's great how we go from the bar, the cut from the bar that we just talked about. Let's go to Tig's mind now. Let's go to the guys who actually did do it. 
just for the audience. Let's go there. So I'm with this beautiful horse and with you and with Oswald. And, and, and we start talking about shit. And again, you know, here's Sutter. We've talked about this, but it needs to be mentioned every once in a while. At the beginning of every year, and this is the perfect time to talk about it because we're finishing off the first season right now with my buddy Theo. They have Kurt Sutter and all the writers have this board, this gigantic board. And on the board, they're going, okay, so we need to go kind of here. And then that'll lead us to maybe something. Oh, wait, maybe it'll lead us to something in the lot because we need. And here it is, Oswald, that whole thing with the clown mm-hmm. and the knife. It all comes back because Sutter and his team get, we're going to need something from him. And this is what it might. And it turns out to be exactly that. I, I find the continuation of the writer's room phenomenal when they bring shit like that up and it works. Right. Yeah. And, and again, things that you don't maybe think are going to be too big of a deal. It's like just putting, you know, money in the bank. It's money in the bank for later. It's money in the bank. Money in the bank, bro. Couldn't say it any better than that. And you and I, you know, I remember that scene because we've done a few there, I think. Right. We've done it before. Two Um, times we go there. So there's a part in this scene, if anybody's eagle-eyed, where a fly lands on uh, Oswald's face. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you pulling the fly on the nose trick. A fly gets on his face during the tape. He didn't think he didn't break. He let it be there. And then it, they cut like to the next person you talking or someone. And I thought it's so amazing because I've been there, right? Like you've been there where like you're in the middle of a scene and it's, I mean, that's a heavy scene. It's a heavy emotional scene. Cause you're thinking your life could be over. These bikers have your live physically yeah, literally yeah. have your nuts in their hands and yeah. you're going, no, like, no, no pun intended, but no yeah. pun intended. Go ahead. It's over for you. If you don't do the right thing and a fly fucking lands on you. <laughs> and you know the way Sons of Anarchy works. It's like a soap opera. You got three takes if you're lucky. So you're like, I got to get this right. And he just- and, I, and, I, and I'm a horse guy. I mean, I'm around horses all the time, and there's always flies around horses. So I was just kind of thankful it wasn't me. It was right, it was right, it was right on Oswald's uh, face. It was right in his face and it was on there. And I've just, I've been there, you know, you get an itch, you get whatever, and you, you're either going to stop, you know, yeah. or you're going to power through. Yeah. He um, powered right through. He powered right through. So <clears throat> um, Jax would answer our buddy, big Dave is taking notes aggressively. Oh. He's, he's <laughs> Dave Jensen, my stand in. He had a part on the show. We played one of those cops. He's taking his so notes. Tell, tell them about that. He was your stand-in, and they gave him a part on the yeah, show. Yeah, Dave, Dave was with me the entire seven years, man, from day one. Actor, great guy, love him to death. And he, you he know, he's – Pardon me? He lived on a boat. He lives right? on a boat. Yeah, yeah, I won't say where, but in L.A., yeah. Just in case you're a fan of David's, we don't want you stalking him. But he he's a beautiful human being, and he worked so hard, and he's a really good actor. And he stuck it out with me for those six months every year and stood in for me whenever I needed my stand. He was right there. And we all loved Dave, and he got to be a cop. And every once in a while, they needed him to, to be a cop. He even got some lines, and he, he delivered them beautifully. And there he is, taking the notes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that we did that. You know, that was a really cool thing about Sons is we kept so much stuff in the family. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, 
it was almost like once you got in, <clears throat> you were family, man. Yeah. And you could, work, you, you know, it's almost like a corporation where you can work your way up in sons. Yeah. Like you, you might have like yeah. two lines in one episode and then you could be like the vice president. Yeah. Like sons sure. was sure. truly like something where you can work your way up and um, you could be a stand in. And next thing you know, you're like in an episode saying lines. I have always thought that that was, cause that's, that's a rarity. They don't really do that. I think I thought that was uh yeah. Again, special time, man. Very different. Um, okay. So Hale, uh, Jax is with him. Oh boy. In the lockup. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Hale and to watch, man. This train's not stopping Theo. Yeah. It's not stopping. The information is coming out now and it's, uh, so he tells him, tells him about the wire, tells him they set Opie up as the rat, tells them the whole thing. Um, it's it's got to be a lot. It's heavy on Jax, right? He again, what he knew in the bar is now starting the puzzle starting to come together. All the pieces are hitting, and we'll get to later when he asks the question because he already knows the answer. Um, so Hale is just doing the outlaw justice thing that Unser basically recommended. Yeah. Let them let them handle it on their own. Um, yeah. We cut we cut to Gemma reading that journal. There you go. The JT manuscript right there. Reading it, reading away. Yep. And then, you know, we see her obviously again, unnerved, perturbed, whatever, all those words. Um, and then we go to Bobby and stall. And can I just tell you why that scene Bobby installs there right there, Theo, I really believe this, that we as an audience have so much going on in this show to climax this on the 13th episode that not only, you know, and, and Bobby was so good in these scenes and, and, you know, Allie's just completely insane. I don't, that whole character, we have to get her on the show. Hopefully one of these days. Can't um, wait. Can't wait right. Um, she's un- unbelievable. Anyway, Bobby and her again, we needed to remind the audience that they killed that guy from the docks. They killed that guy. They shot him in the gut. And we, we all keep talking all this guy. It's a guy. The witness is a guy. It's a little girl. It's a teenage girl. So we need to remind the audience, which pays off coming up here, as to why we're even in this. It's because we kill Bobby's in prison because we think we've got a thing on Opie. And I don't know. It's just a good reminder for the audience to go, oh, yeah. Holy shit. The doc guy, the killing of him. This is bad news. This is yeah, going to end you, badly. You bring up you bring up a really good point of why you have to remind the audience because when you're doing all these like sweeping things that are happening, right? Like you have to be reminded when when she was like, "We're going to arrest Opie." I was like, "For what?" And then I went, "Oh shit, he was there!" Right, right. Bro. Thing. Oh right. shit, he was there! Right. Oh my god, Bobby's in jail for that. Right, he was the other guy they couldn't finger for for the murder. Oh, thank you for reminding me because I was stuck Need on it. Clay. Gotta I was have stuck it. on Donner and Clay and Tig. So right. it's like you have to give these little reminders to people right. what's happening. Um, so Bobby again plays that doesn't move, plays it super well. Um, all right, so this is a big one here. Um, it's the Tig and Clay scene. You're falling apart. It's it's a beautiful uh, scene because I. I think, and you were there, not beside me and the horse with Ron, but you were there that day. I, I, I think two takes because Sutter knew, roll the camera. 
This is like a De Niro in the mission release, like a release. He doesn't even know what he's going to say, but he's reliving the moment in his head for the boss, for the president of the club, of what I did and, and trying to explain. We haven't even talked about it. Clay and Tig, I mean, think about that. This is how it's coming out. And from the coming out of the mistake and the pain of it all, you see not a yelling president, not a yelling boss, but a boss who gives Tig a consoling hug. A, I, I, I forgot the kind of pressure you being working for me and what you do, what it must do to you, Tig. I forgot my brother. Like this is, it's, it's ended so bad for the club and for us that we forget about how we hold shit in. This whole episode has been a very subtle TIG show of holding things in or lost, or as you just said, and this was a, I was so happy. We did two takes and we're done. We're moving on. We got that because it was pure. It was honest. I made some stuff up on the day and Ronnie just came right in. And, and uh, I think he was, he gave that hug for what he and I were maybe doing together as actors, but also as taking clay. It was a, it was a, it was a great moment. Yeah. And what I, what I took from it, which was while you were saying it, you just, you just hit on it. So wonderfully is Tig doesn't know what he's going to say. So it's just coming out in the moment of, I had the gun. Yeah. And and you're reliving it. Good for you. So it's like, I had it. it. Good for you. So it's almost like this is the first time it came into his head. Like he knew something was wrong, but I had it. And then I couldn't pull it and I couldn't. So it's like, what the fuck does this mean for me? as a person, as a character, as Tig, as the, yeah. you know, Tig Traeger. Yeah. And my only thing with Clay, Clay that I got from this was I wrote this, like he has to praise the dog that he created. Yes. Good for you, bro. You know what I mean? Yes. He has to praise the dog he created because he's like, yes. I know oh, I ask you to hunt. Beautiful. I know I ask you to, you know, to, to, to pull the sled. I know I ask you to do all these things that are so bad. Oh, that's just such a beautiful analogy, man. But fuck here. That. Let me give you, let me give you a milk bone. Let me, let me just, let oh, me help the dog you. I created, that's just so beautiful. beautiful. So, so again, uh, I, I just, Ooh. Tig needs to go do this. He says, I need to go do this. I need to do it. You know, when they say who's going to do it, I'm going to do it Yeah. because in his mind, again, it's like someone that goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, you tell a fighter, I'm fine. And you go, you sure? Because you just got fucking rocked. You just got knocked right the fuck no, out. No, no, I'm fine. I got to get fine. back in the ring. Got to get back on the horse. Got to get back yeah. in the saddle. I got to get back on. I got to yeah, do it. Because if I never do it, I'm going to keep thinking uh, I'll, about I'll be it. Done. So I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that and the fact that I was 60 pounds heavier when I shot. This <laughs> per arm. Per arm. My You're goodness. a mini Popeye back then, right? I was a Popeye. So uh, Jack pops, Jax pops up looking for Clay. Gemma calls him Jackson, which always means there's always name. means something. Yeah. She knows what's going when on. When your name's Alex and your mom calls you Alexander. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. more than being late for dinner. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Right? That's how they yell when they say the full name. Yeah. You're yeah. in trouble. You're in trouble. Um, it's either that or if they say the first and middle name, like my son, I'm like, King Alexander, <laughs> get down here. 
you know, it's like things like oh. <laughs> um, so we cut to the montage, which is a mid show. Okay, can we can we just give it up for Bobby Thiel right in here? Like like the the musical creator of the show. Mm-hmm. We're gonna climax it with the you know in a page and a half of notes left at the end with the song. But Bobby's work on this show for seven seasons with Katie and Kurt and he's the best. All of, for those of you who don't know him and what he does do, and I'm sure you do because our followers are you're all crazy and we love you all. But mm-hmm. Bobby was just so subtly there and not there. And when I say he, Bobby, you mean Bob Teal. Bob Teal, yeah, exactly. When I when I when I when I that's right. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, Bob, it was the best. And this little montage with the music in the background with Piney drinking and Tara, no more taking care of the baby and Jackson and Chapel. It just Opie staring at his cut on the chair, oh which God. is like, am I going to yeah. put it on? Am I walking away from it? Am I still part of this? It's incredible. It's incredible. You it's, would think it's going to be the end of the show. Correct. We're not quite there yet. All right. So that was amazing. And, now, and, and biggest move. Oh. Jack's sitting at the head of the table. Yeah. See why that's a big move. It's because when we see him next. Glad you brought that up. He's sitting in the vice president chair. But he sits at that head of the table. And if that's not a motherfucking foreshadowing, he's sitting there. Then you don't know what the word foreshadowing even means. Because that is a foreshadowing moment. Right. He's saying, what is it like now that I know? Because in his mind, he hasn't confirmed it yet because he hasn't approached him yet. But I know something's wrong. Yeah. And I'm the VP. Yeah. I'm going to sit in this chair and see. What's it like to be in this chair? What's it feel like? It's a, it's a ooh moment. I love it. So Gemma tells Clay about everything. She's bugging screaming, out. Screaming. Bugging out. Yeah, great bugging, scene. Bugging, bugging. Gemma holds her John? ground. Everyone's holding their ground, screaming. Those two are, they're, they're pulling apart at the threads right there, Theo. But Clay does something which I kind of like to see because very few people do it with Gemma. Probably not many after this. He gets right up in her face. Right in her ground. Calm down. Calm down, you know. Um, With the finger up. Yeah. Calm the fuck down right now. Oof. Gemma does something in that scene, which is my least favorite thing that actors do in TV shows and movies. It's not her fault. It's something written when people say something when people leave. I just don't like it. I've talked to, I've talked about this multiple times. You, you know when someone leaves a room and someone says a line? Hate it. It's not real. It's bullshit. If you ever like, I'm I'm in this, you know, in the hotel that I've been in for seven years. It feels like when if you, you walked out of the room, if you walked out of the room, I yeah. was like, "Hey, Kim, see you later." And then you left, and you're gone. And I go, "Yeah, I'll see you later." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like never. <laughs> no, like, no one does that. No one That's does TV it. and you movie. Give shit. Your little cuckoo, cuckoo. No, you don't hold like you would say it maybe in your head. But you wouldn't. It's anyway. It's funny. I get. It. I love it. Okay. Here it is. Clay and Jack's chapel scene. Um, begs him to be honest. Begs him to be honest. I found this scene so stunningly amazing for two reasons. One, it again was just the two of them. Charlie has never been more pure. He's beat up. The knives are in his back. He's just sitting there so calmly going, 
just tell me the truth. And you look at Clay, Ron Perlman, you want to talk about arms, you want to talk about a cigar is going to be lit up in every fucking scene. There's an opportunity right there for Clay to go, we made a big mistake. Mm. But here's why. He chooses not to. He chooses not to. And, and he did it with as much conviction as Clay would in that situation. And, uh, and Jax knew the answer before he even asked the question. He, he did know the answer, but he wanted, he wanted to see. He just wanted to see what kind of reaction he'd get from Clay. He wanted to see yeah. it. He wanted to hear it. He was giving him one last chance to tell the truth. So when he comes out, Juice is having a hard time with this witness. Which good little, good little scene, man. Good yeah. for you. Even having very love that little scene, man. Again, you talk about money in the bank. It's crazy, right? This is season one. And then you think about everything that happens with juice from season four to seven is, or whenever it was, Yeah. if I'm not doing spoilers, um, who cares? Uh, is I, I, I can't stick to that spoiler rule. It's horseshit. The show ended like 10 years ago. It did. Um, okay. So here's the thing. You see in the beginning of the episode when he's like concerned about killing, they, they mean like kill, yeah. you know, he, and he doesn't yeah. know it's a kind of a teenage girl. So yeah. he was already on the fence. And this is like talking about trying to do something with the little you have. This is such a great thing for any actor. It's really not about the size of the part. It's what you do. I knew that at that moment I had to start making some choices. So here it is. Juice has a problem with killing, right? Now, when we get to see this little part, he's found out who she is. And yeah. that she's this young girl. Now, if I don't play that right, yeah. as Theo, yeah. Jax doesn't receive it right. Right. Which doesn't make him go out. So always A leads to B leads to C leads 100%. to B. 100%. Right? And you can't fuck with the links in the chain. And that's why, you know, some things turn out really bad. Is I just, he had such a hard time with it. Whether that oh. be... Whether that be, again, when you create story for a character, maybe he lost his sister. Maybe he lost someone in his life. Yeah, and this is when you start building up characters. And this is beginning when I was just starting to build Juice. Who is this guy, right? Who is he? And um, I think all these things play into the innocence of him. Yep. Way down the road. So, um, okay, uh, the witness break-in. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a question about this witness break-in. Sure. Shouldn't Chibs not talk? Wouldn't someone know his accent? Yes. Yes. And where are all the witnesses? Like when I say like we tie up the cops and we tie up that FBI woman, right? Where do we put them in the garage or something? You know, like I swear to God, bro, we got to go back and reshoot that scene. We, we just got to, we, we've got to go back. They all went out for coffee or they all okay. went. I mean, this, this reminds me of that time when we did that thing with William Lucking and Ryan and you and we blow. And you just, you said, I just want to know that they went out. They, they're all in the house for, Hey, it's lunchtime yeah. fellas. So that we know yeah. we got them all. Yeah. This is one of those moments where it's just, what? We're what? on. We just, you we're knocking are, people you guys out. Are and, a lot of time there. You did everything <laughs> except cook lunch. Like you did everything. <laughs> What's going on in there? No, nope, got to get to the end, baby. No, nope, no one's okay. going to ask those questions, but so you and I will. 
We're on Reaper fucking reviews. We're on Reaper reviews. We're allowed to. That's part of our fucking job here. Um, is to break it down. So before we get to that, we cut really quickly. It's a brief scene before we get back to the three women of Sam Crow all together, right? In Saw that. I mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an important moment, right? Because it shows them all together. Those really are the three kind of significant, you know, female-driven characters who have a really are all going in polar opposite directions, you know. Um, and to see them all just sit and have peace for a minute is it, it's nice. it's it's the last time. I I know you're going to remember this, but this will be, I think, the last time we see those three. In a room together. We're going to the funeral soon here, but that that probably will be the last time we see the three of them in a room together. That, I'm just predicting mm. that. I could be completely wrong, but it's a nice montaging moment of you're never going to see this again. I wonder if I, that's true. I can't wait for way down the line. When, well, no, I'm not going to say it. Forget All it. Right. Keep going. So Chibs is showing heart. Happy has no problems taking him out, uh, taking her out. Can I just say too? Also, it's not because we're having David on next week, but every time I hear his voice, or every time it's Happy is call Hap. He'll he'll do it. Just the word Happy. It 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 just makes me fucking happy. And it's just so fucking good that he's so good. happy. Come on, and he's the most fucking ruthless. Oh, just, I mean, it makes me look like a, a little clown in a store you'd buy for $1.98. They could have even made him more ruthless. Yeah, they chose not to, which is probably a really good, good idea, really. Cause he was, <laughs> yeah, because he was ruthless he was enough. But the fact that his name is Happy is incredible. So Jax tells them all to go home. Yeah. I mean, here we go, bud. Uh, I'm going to tell you. The witness girl is terrific in the scene, and then I want to let you go. But she is, I just got to give her props. She, she's actress. so stunning, stunningly beautiful, and stunningly talented, and in it, and scared. I remember that night. Think about looking at this mug, even though the lighting is so much better now. So much. Look at this mug and go, aren't you going to be scared after the rest of your life? He'll come hunt you. She's not saying a damn thing. In fact, she's getting out. Of Oakland, she's leaving, man. She's going somewhere. She's going up to Canada. She's out. And I believe that. That fight that Jackson Tig had, I'm telling you people right now, there was not one stunt double used. There was not one punch that wasn't thrown by either me or him. We just went into it. And I remember talking to Sutter about this and going, how, how do we make this? play out really real and Sutter went to me I want this to be super ferocious early and then I want it's like the penance for TIG mm-hmm. does not stop it's got to keep coming so when my character as TIG Trigger goes is that all you got is that all he means it punch me and punch me and knock me out and I'll I'm I'm going to let you and similar, similar to down the road, you know, down the road coming up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. My brother with, with Opie coming up, um, similar thing. And Charlie was so good in that scene because he's so, he's so ferociously angry and, and he doesn't know what to do. He's trying to make the club a better club to be in with sitting in the, in the president's chair, like you just said, and, 
now having to deal with this. We almost killed a young, innocent girl. He saved that day. He's saving the day, but in the middle of it all, he's angry. He's really angry. And he needed to kick the shit out of Tig. And, and that's basically what happened at the end. Yeah. And again, to come back to the Tig stuff for me, you know, in analyzing that character so much, because I always talk about him, it's like, it's like someone that doesn't know what to do with themselves. It's like they have so much pain mm. and so much trauma and so many things going on. Some people choose to drink themselves stupid mm. because That's right. you're right, bro. It's, it's like, it's like, I'm going to try to kill myself, but like, I, I don't like, I don't want to, but I'm going to like do it in a way of, you know, whatever. And, and, and that's, you know, again, it's, you know, there's all these different ways so that we, true, that we torture ourselves because there's something we're not addressing. Right. Not to make this, you know, all Freudian, whatever, but it is like what I saw with Tig was he's like, I'm confused of who I am. I just know that I don't, yep. I deserve the worst. Yep. And the worst is going to be at this moment. Keep hitting me. Yeah. Every bone in my fucking yep. face is broken yep. because I deserve it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that that's, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant to watch. And, um, and it's so much deeper. I, that's why I love this stuff. Um, okay. So Piney's got the journal. Yeah. Jax is at the grave. He slept there. Um, well, this is going to be a big thing here because he's got the fucking blanket on him and you know where the blanket came from. Uh, um, we go to, before, Piney, we, before we get to that, can I just mention one thing? Cause I know this yeah. means a lot to you as well. We're, we're so anti-war, but so pro troop. That folded flag, that incredible triangle folded flag. You've got one. I've got one. Yeah. Those USO tours that we did. Um, it's still in, it's still in my in my office. Uh, proudly, uh, for any veteran, the veterans out there, the veterans and do what they do to keep us safe. Uh, I, I loved Piney um, showing that side of him, and and what what you know it was in the, it was a nice touch to put a, a folded up flag in the background. Anyway, go ahead. I just- yeah. And again, and again, that goes into, you know, again, we're, we're defining a character, right? We're showing who he is, that there's Correct. more to Piney that you're going to come to find out. And, and um, so, you know, Jack slept there, Clay and Gemma doing the thing with the hands, right? Everybody's yeah. Getting, everybody's yeah. Getting ready for the funeral. Again, <sighs> showing Clay's pain, showing, you know, I mean, fuck man. Good job, Rossi. That's exactly what they did, man. They did that. They did all that pain. And, and Gemma's helping her old man. And the hands are shaking. And Piney's looking for a bottle. And he's got to go to a, a funeral. Funerals, man. Oh. And you're just seeing not just the mental breakdown of characters, but the physical breakdown of characters, right? Tig just took this beating from Jax. Clay's falling apart. Gemma's kind of figuring out how she's going to keep reigning as the queen right again this is all the hamlet stuff that's all yeah it's just all there right yeah so opie puts on his cut that's a big deal yeah. um and then the homeless woman arrives yeah um there's something that happens there that again i think we mentioned recently and i'm trying to figure out what it go was. for it what do you remember Max is walking away in slow motion from the homeless woman we all know the homeless woman. We figured angel of death, right? She, she right. whenever if she's in a scene with you, look out, look out. But when he's walking away from her, it goes in slow motion. You see the water in slow motion as Jax ah. is drinking. We didn't do that much, but when we did it, 
And we only did in these beginning seasons because we we've just talked about this recently in another episode. It's incredible because here's what's happening, which is really cool. Jax is drinking from the water in slow motion. It was that Mario Van Peebles episode. Mario Van yes. Peebles walking yes. down the hallway in the in the in the hospital. Yes. Where there was a little glance by Jack. There's a little glance in that slow mo stuff. I don't want to interrupt yes. you, but that's where it came up and it's so beautiful and whoa. It's beautiful. And but here's what's even more beautiful. While that's happening, the homeless woman's in the background getting up and yeah. leaving. Yeah. Like I was just there for this. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And when he offers yeah. her a cigarette, she says no. Right? It's like, no, I'm not even part of this. I'm I'm not else. really a homeless gal with a blanket. So I'm I won't smoke else. a cigarette, but thank you. But thank you. And now I'm mission, water. My mission is done. Gone. It's gone. Gone. So she disappears as fast as she came, as fast as she goes. Um, we start seeing everything. Jax, for some reason, I'm riding. I have Jax's cut tied to my bike. I have to notice these little things. I don't know why. Why couldn't they give it to a prospect? They're going to give it to me. Um, no, because you're, I, you're part of the club. I don't even know if the prospects made it to the funeral. I'm not sure they were invited. This is, we, we, we got every other club member from, from Idaho to Nebraska, Nebraska to fucking Vegas. They all came in. That's the way we're going to, we're going to, we're going to support this, this funeral. No helmets. I love those days where there was no helmets. I know me too. And as Clay said, which has been said in a thousand episodes, we need a big showing. (laughs) And that graveyard, which we'll name, forget, we're not going to say where it is, but it's uh, very close to where I live. And I'm telling you what, man, that graveyard is old and gargantuan and sweet and quiet and reverent. We went there a lot. We went there a lot. We went there a lot. So um, you know what? I I had a two minute heads up. Yeah. Let me tell you my memory of that uh, graveyard. Yeah. We were there. For some reason, that mini bike was there. The one that uh, sack rides. That sack rides? Yeah. And we were all, I don't know if you were one of them. Maybe. Yeah, we were dicking around and we were all riding it. Just riding it around the goddamn parking lot. Yeah. And that's kids will be kids. Yeah. And I remember that was the first time someone told me or that I had heard that David Fincher liked to do a hundred takes. It's weird. The things you remember. Oh my God. Someone told me that when I was there and I was like, Oh, I love that. I would love to do a hundred takes of every scene. Um, But that, you know, again, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we go there. Uh, John Teller, the actor that plays John Teller, is standing behind Clay. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you just did. So, and you know how much I love you. And so, yeah, that's right. So, what does that mean? What, what just shows you that it's what, so- what does that mean? Like, what are we trying to prove? <laughs> you know, this is before I think they knew he was going to well, be John it's Teller. Because there he is, you know, you know he's a ghost. Then. All right. So, there you go. Okay. Maybe so the John Teller ghost is standing behind Clay, the extra who played him. Yeah. Clay has that bandana on, you know, the dressy bandana. Yeah. That's like him wearing a cummerbund. That's his yeah. thing. That was his right? thing. Cummerbund yeah. on the head. The Clay thing. Uh-huh. I, I remember what I remember was that was a very long day. It was, it was, it was so long that I'm still living it today. 
<laughs> I was just glad to be beside Clay because I was in some of those shots as a very nice Clay Tig kind of twosome. Then we had the Gemma Clay twosome. Then we had the Tara. And me, when she grabbed the cut from Yeah, me. that was a nice little twosome, you and Tara. And then Tara moved on from you and went right to Charlie. And they had their little kiss out in the out in the graveyard there before Charlie basically just turned around and split. Comes up like James Dean, the cigarette. James Dean, bit. man. Yeah. Like. And then, so here's a tidbit that I think you know on that I doubt last it. shot. Uh, well, Piney comes up to him and says it's time for a change, which yeah. is just great. He doesn't need to say anything else. Hands him the brand new journal. Now that, I mean, talk about this is pre-binge days. You're like, give me episode two season. I mean, oh. season two, episode one. Now. Right now. Right I'll now. give you a week. <laughs> Six months they had to wait. Six months, brother. Yeah. So here's what happens in that last shot. More actually, Theo, if I may interrupt you. Yeah. We, we started early September. We're done by the end of November. So December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. It was nine months they had to wait before they saw it. We started six months later, but they had, they had to wait nine months. Our peeps, our family, our fam crow, all the people out there had to wait nine months. That's the level of dedication to see you and your goddamn mohawk. Nine months. I give them so much credit because as a fan, that's a lot. I mean, it's all time TV, Rossi. That's one one a week. You can't binge the whole thing, peeps. No, 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 no. What a lesson in patience. The way it used uh, to be. Wow, and that's whole, and by the way, this whole thing started with patience, son. Yeah, it started like an hour and fifteen minutes ago. You said patience with the whole you patience. know gene thing and Brando and pa- it's going to end on patience, man. We needed it for this show. I know. And then it's so funny because then it went from, you know, even before us shows used to, you wouldn't even be able to record the seasons or watch them. Like if a show aired, you couldn't like get happy days back to happy days or three's company or you couldn't couldn't get season one. It's a great show. It's a great show. I could have played Potsy. And then, um, oh no, you you could, they couldn't afford you though. You were too expensive. (laughs) Okay. So, and then Bob Teal, right? Come on, the revelator. Well, let's whole... talk about the last shot. Go. Um, those tombstones weren't there. That was made for that shot. That's See right. how amazing that is? That's right. Think about that. That's all props. That's, That's right. all set deck. The flags and the tombstones. That's, that's Tony Medina. That's all his peeps. Go. Make another one. That's a hundred fucking 200 <sighs> tombstones. Wow. Right? Well, that says to me that John Langraff, the greatest, you know, the the, the greatest runner. business guy on the planet with FX and Kurt Sutter, showrunner, they knew this show was coming back. So let's spend a few bucks on some tombstones because we're coming back. Mm-hmm. And what a terrific last shot! It was a I great last finales. shot, wasn't it, bro? Oh man, I love finales. I don't think Sons has ever had a bad finale. No, we haven't. Finales. Um, and, right. and, and here we go. We're, we just wrapped another. So we wrapped season three. We've wrapped season one. And now we're going to do season two. Don't you think it's odd every time you lift your hands, the room turns blue? 
It's yeah, weird. it's it's look at look at that. It's, look at the it's because of my beautiful little light right oh, there. It's wild. It knows I'm what putting a, my hand up. Isn't that weird? Little trick. Hey, listen, buddy. Um, do we want to rank season one now? Remember how we did that? Do you want to do that? I don't remember what I gave season three. Seven? Did I give I, season three no, a seven? No, we gave it higher than that. Seven point five, seven point seven. I'm, I'm, I'm of the eight with season one, just because we 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 knew nothing. We just knew nothing, and we yeah. were ready to kind of explode. And there was enough little crumbs, as you like to say, which I I like to steal. That you know, we, it's got to be a high seven, right? A high seven. I'm going to give it. I'm actually going to give it an eight point five. Yeah, there you go. It's the OG. It's the OG. Um, it's the original. It's the original. I, I agree. Yeah. And 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 while there might have been a few episodes that got away here and there, I think on a whole, what they did, what they created with it, um, out of literally out of thin air, you know, this had never been done. There's no, never. There's no fucking reference point biker no. show. There is no, you know, um, I, I give it an eight point five because yeah, I think love that. It it really came into its own. And there are some standout episodes. I mean, me and you constantly talk about our stuff with the Doberman and, yeah. the, and the patch over and yeah. the, never forget and, it. Yeah. So, and then the finger in the ass for me and all the Donna stuff with you. I mean, there's, there's, there's moments here. There's a lot of great moments. Here. Yeah. No, it's the beginning of one of the most successful TV shows in television this first season. Yeah. And we did it and we we're part of it and we got six more to go. And now we're going to go to season two and slowly finish that off. We've got your boy coming on next week. Wow, DL. Happy. 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 <laughs> Can't wait. I'll and have some Altoids uh, yeah. ready. Get your Altoids ready for yeah. him. For me and yeah. him. You and both away. of you. Going to have to take three each. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, let's wrap it up. I gave, we gave, so I gave season three a 7.5 and season one an 8.5. What did you give season three? Um, around there, 7.8, and I'll give it an 8.2, season one, 8.3. A little bit okay. more than you on three, a little bit less than you on one. Okay. Just because we've got somewhere to go, but yeah, man, right. well over eight All for right. sure. And now we're going to roll into season two. Um, yeah. That's a wrap on season one. It's amazing that we're still doing these, and um, and I love it. And uh, the merch dropped today. Merch. Get ready if you can. And uh, get ready for fucking happy. Get ready to be happy for happy. Oh God, I can't. I couldn't say it any better than you just did, little brother. I love you. All right, I love you, brother. Hey, listen to me. You're done losing weight now. I know the shirt's coming off soon in the in the show for you. Three You're done. Of- you look fantastic. You're gonna start eating hamburgers and chocolate cake with me when this show's done for you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> love to the family. Love, love you. to you. Love you, brother. But- Get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo.
Shout out to my crew, the Theory team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.